No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Welcome to Right Now, the official podcast of the New Right Network. I'm your host, Ryan, and with us today is a very special guest. It is Mindy Robinson. Mindy Robinson's an actress, a patriot, and the host of Red, White, and FU, the unapologetically patriotic show. Plus, as I was reading about this, and I had previously off-air here uh, complimented Mindy on appearance of 175 appearances on t- uh, TV and film. Mindy, thank you very much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. And anybody uh, familiar with you would already know this, but maybe somebody you know happens upon. Well, they've obviously seen you without many appearances on TV. Obviously, if they didn't know who they're looking at, they obviously they have seen you. Uh, if they're unfamiliar with your politics, uh, who are you? What you're about? What are you doing? Uh, you know, before I even started acting or doing any of that stuff, uh, I, I, it was my major. I went to college. I majored in American history and political science, and I loved it. It was a hobby, really. You know, I came out of college. I did research. It was awful. And then, you know, I fell into acting. And then when the election, like before the election came about, it was kind of the hot topic for the first time, I think, in my existence. People cared about politics. And I noticed people really didn't understand politics. They were kind of parroting back things and headlines and things that didn't make sense. And so I started to step in and it kind of explained. And yeah, I'm a conservative, but I think at the time I would have been considered a moderate, right-leaning, average person. Used to say fiscally conservative and socially liberal. That's what most people said until it went off the rails. I'll get into that later. And so I would find these topics and I would explain the Electoral College to people. I'd explain this. I'd explain why this is bad. And I did it in a manner that was funny and not as depressing as everyone else was doing it. And <laughs> so I, you know, people picked up on that more than any film or anything I did. Like, yeah, they care a little bit about that. But they really liked my commentary in the way I kind of delivered a, a blue class, pers- working class perspective, you know, to politics, especially with my background in Hollywood and stuff. People weren't expecting it and, and everything like that. And the page kind of took off. And I think it was my first Facebook page banned for no reason. I think I talked about Antifa in a negative manner. And I was like, forget this. You know, I'm going to, I created the Red, White, and FU brand. Like, let's do shows. Let's do this. Let's, you know, put out some content. And and it, it was just amazing. It picked up. I was able to share articles and videos as I do today right now in the middle of another Facebook ban and still get my word out there. And And so that's been a very helpful thing in a world where conservatives are constantly deplatformed to be able to get around it and, and try to be clever and uh, until they catch on to it anyway, I guess. So well, I think- yeah, I just do the show and, and we do, we focus on lots of different things. I'll call up my own people. You know, I'm not going to just let a crappy Republican do something crappy. I'll, I'll say something about it too. So I, I think it's a very fair, decent show and, and it's funny and it's a little bit more blue collar. I know conservatives can be, and they'll, you know, there are conservatives that look down on me. They're like, you can't wear something low cut or makeup. And I'm like, I'm not Amish. I'm conservative, you know? So really? You're a person, and that's I think that what makes you so effective. You know, I've I've heard I've heard you speak, you know, and all this. I mean, as you know, online and things, and I think that's what makes very you know effective and endearing, if you don't mind me saying, because uh, you know, not always you see an an intelligent, lovely, talented lady. You know, it's sometimes you know more of the stuffy suit type saying that kind of stuff, and so you know, and uh, so I think it reaches a whole new audience. And I on, honestly, I think that's 
very indicative of, you know, post-election or, you know, in election and post-election, you know, with the Trump movement and, uh, you know, what we're seeing in America. Um, so as far as, you know, to go back into something you just said, that every time we have somebody that's ever had anything to do with the entertainment industry and all this, we the questions we get are always, do you get, you know, pushed back now? And what kind of obstacles had you have or had to overcome? I, I think I've been disappointed a lot of times. There were heroes that I got to work with that I... I got to work with, I grew up watching, and, and they turned on me. You know, the minute they found out I was a Trump supporter, they stopped following me. It was, like, almost heartbreaking. I'm like, but you have to realize that's not them. That's a them problem. You know, I, 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 that was disappointing. But because I started running the page, and the bigger the page got, and the more speaking I did, I started getting recognized for my politics more than any of the shows or movies, and half the time I'm unrecognizable, I'm a character actor. Anyway, and people come up to me. You would not believe the people that come up to me in this town, and they're like, thank you. We're doing this. Thank you for giving a voice. I don't I don't like that everyone thinks we're crazy liberals, you know, just for being an actor or being in the business. And they came out of the woodwork to support me. And, and a lot of them still do it from secret. Like, I've met A-list celebrities and, and country singers, all kinds of people. They're like, I know you from the page. Now, I can't retweet anything. And, you know, and you're like, yeah, I know right. you can't. But, you know, it's still support. And I'm still giving a voice. And I think we're getting braver. We really are. I, I feel as the, the left is just digging this hole. They look bad every time they do something. This whole Jussie Smollett thing. You know what I mean? Like, they're just making themselves look worse. And I think they're kind of empowering us. And in, in many ways, turning conservatism into a counterculture. You know what I mean? It used to be, you know, I've kids in ties and suits that look like Michael J. Fox. Now we have a whole new look. And I think it's really... The left kind of did it, and they probably didn't even realize how much they helped us. No, I said that. I've said many times that the MAGA movement's in many ways than like the new punk rock scene of the early 80s. We are the new counterculture. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, we are moving against the wind. And so I think we're ahead of the, the game. Uh, you mentioned this uh, deal with, you know, this actor uh, that was on Empire. I mean, what a fiasco that is. I mean, I was listening to the prosecutor talk. I mean, what was he thinking? <laughs> I mean, thought we're going to work again, right? Not in oh, the industry. He better not. He actually better not work again. You know what I mean? If you're going to punish Roseanne Barr over, you know, a tweet, drunk tweet, whatever. I mean, you have to keep the playing field level or, or the left's just going to reveal it. I mean, they already know that they're hypocrites. But I think it's just a level. He took this to a level that, and I believe, I mean, if you follow this stuff, there have been hoax crimes of, you know, Trump supporter did this, pulled my hijab, whatever. And they're always fake. Like, every time you look them up, they drop from the news. Because they turn out to be hoaxes people were perpetrating on themselves. Or there were minorities doing it. Like, why would a black guy make a swastika? This is stupid. You know, it wasn't a hate crime because he liked Trump. He's just an idiot. He's crazy. And this is what he did. And so this was a hoax crime that they could not hide. They let it get so big. And it was so stupid from the beginning. Like, even when you're like, huh? Like, every time you learned a fact, you're like, huh? Nothing made sense. And it got so stupid. It's so big. And there's no way they could avoid the fact that they had to create and manufacture a hate crime created by supposed Trump supporters. It just proves the point. America is not as racist as the left would like it to be. I, I, I think that my favorite part of this whole deal going on with that is apparently he said that they said uh, this is MAGA country. Well, uh, Chicago voted 88% Democrat in the last election, so I would hardly call that MAGA country. It's like they didn't think it through, not even a little bit. But I think that, honestly, I think that's very indicative of how liberals are in general. It's all about feelings. And, I mean, he said hate crime, and then here's you know Kamala Harris you know, saying this is a modern-day lynching and all this stuff. And it's a complete lie. They, they didn't even look at the facts whatsoever. They never look at the facts. So, you know, they thought the feelings and everything and emotions would take over. They never look at facts. So why the hell would they think that? Of course, I mean, conservatives, like, the first day were like, eh, 
And on the bleach and the sand, he never drops the sandwich. He's on the phone with his agent. Nothing made sense. But in a liberal's head, yeah, I guess it makes sense enough. I mean, I would never, it, it's just on a level. It just blows your mind. And then the letter, like he tried before and failed. So he did it again. And no <laughs> one was going to point that out that the exact same thing just happened. I mean, it's almost insulting to like the average person's intelligence. Like how stupid did you think people are? I mean, they're stupid, not that stupid. It, what amazes me, I think, you know, about the industry, and uh, I've said this on previous shows, is, you know, uh, you know, over 63 million Americans voted for Donald Trump, and yet the product that's pushed out out in Hollywood, you know, it's completely geared towards, you know, a leftist audience. Uh, it just blows my mind that they wouldn't at least, because God knows that Hollywood loves money, so uh, you would think that they would try to chase that money a little bit, I guess, more rigorously. Well, there are two types of people in Hollywood. There are people that worked for it. They worked very hard. A lot of, I mean, you may not hit it. You may not be a star until you're middle age sometimes in this town, you know? And there are people that have been child actors and doted on and, you know, fed, ham fed grapes. You know what I mean? Like, they're spoiled. And the right. minute you become spoiled and out of touch with America, then you start like, well, I know what's right and wrong because I'm educated and I'm worldly. And I, no, you don't. I, I'm, I'm, I travel America. I don't travel the world. I travel America. I, I, I love the blue collar. I love middle America. And, and I think a lot of my people, you know, people that work in this town are just out of touch. You know what I mean? Like they're completely out of touch. Like, of course, a guy in Texas needs a gun to protect, you know, himself from coyotes. Like when I'm in Colorado, I have a gun on me to put the trash out. There might be a bear. It's realistic. But in the city, we're like, like I have a, a gated community and guards. I don't see why I need a gun. Well, because you don't need a gun. You don't think anyone else does. It's super selfish. It's elitist. And you only find that, you know, in places where people are, you know, in L.A. or New York City that are rich in New York City. I mean, you only see this from the, this, this echelon of elitist douchebags. You don't see it from the average person or, or college kids. They don't know any better. They tried it to me when I was in college. I was already older. I was 26 when I graduated, so... I, I couldn't be indoctrinated. I wasn't stupid enough, I guess. That had to be it. That brings me up to a great – now, this is on IMDb. So uh, they're saying this quote of yours, and I hope it is a quote of yours because I love this quote. It says, I'm not trying to be famous. I just want to be relevant enough to keep working and doing cool shit. I think that that is a great quote. I, I also need to be more careful when I do interviews, but yes, <laughs> I, I totally <laughs> did say that. I, I've said much worse in life. You know, I'm not trying to be – you talk to people in this town like I want to be rich and famous like do you because you do not make money until you're at that pinnacle the very pinnacle everyone else is just working to the next paycheck the minute I I'm like yeah I booked a film it's great but the minute I'm done and wrapped I'm unemployed you know and that's always in the back of my head I must work I have to work I have to keep working I gotta do this gotta change it up gotta adapt to that kind of you know, stuff and, and then fame is something I don't think people realize they may not want it's nice to have like a nice table at a restaurant or skip a VIP line but you don't want, like, people chasing after you and jumping out of your closet trying to rip your clothes. and Like, you don't want that level. And, and you know, I'm in it because I just like it. I love what I do. I'm creating something permanent. It entertains people. When you're in a theater and people are laughing at your jokes, you love that stuff. That's why I do it. And, you know, I'd probably do a lot more work if I played along, but... Mm. Like, I don't think you could do more work. I mean, seriously. I mean, honest, I mean look at your... Your workload I don't here. Have an agent. I don't have an agent. No one will take me. I don't have a talent agent. Um, I had one for two years. They didn't get me work. I don't believe they were even submitting me. I actually confronted them. Like, is this about politics? Because I'm working nonstop. People constantly send me emails. And I had someone send them a test email. And they're like, oh, we didn't get it. Yeah, I bet you didn't get it. And I dropped them. But, I mean, that's this town. I work as much as I do. But I think two jobs I've ever gotten in seven years were from an agent. Everything else was just me. You know, just self-submitting, doing an interview or, or getting hired back or doing a sequel or getting recommended. Uh, 
that's how I got around this nepotistic town of uh, ultra liberals, I guess. You know, you said it best. You know, it is nepotistic. You know, you have to toe a certain line, and that line anymore is, you know, very political. I mean, if you look at, for instance, Harvey Weinstein, you know, uh, he, he, well, I mean, you he know, rewarded everyone that was the liberal mouthpiece he wanted. He rewarded Jennifer Lawrence. He right. rewarded people for doing that, and that's how this town is. There are liberals that have so much power, and that's what they do. They, they reward it to people that talk. Then their movies bomb, but they're still getting work. It's weird. It's almost as if, you know, you see stuff like that. When Jennifer Lawrence's movie bombed, she still got work. Why? You know, because she's that liberal mouthpiece. And, and the, they don't understand that most of America's like, when she said, do not watch my movie if you support Trump, you might Some of them F you to the re- half of America then. Then why would you do that? Why would you disenfranchise your base? Why would you screw everyone that just worked on your movie? To prove some political point, it doesn't, you know, it's some spoiled brat, basically. Well, so, Mindy, a lot of those actresses seem to be using their mouth to get ahead. That's for sure. I don't know in one way or the other. Right. Uh, right. She's the only uh, one Harvey didn't hit on. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, uh, that is not even close to the real story if that's what they're trying to perpetrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, he, he ran, I guess, the most uh, prolific casting couch in Hollywood. I mean, somebody else is out there being mad at they should probably quit. Oh, some uh, uh, ass he had on that casting couch. You know, it's kind of true. All these people that are close to them. And you're like, this guy hit on people he was walking by. There's no way he gave you a job. You know, you know how he functions. And I think that's got to be god-awful embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're like, oh, you did this. I did this movie. I did that. I'm like, yeah, but at the end of the day, I don't have to, I don't have to sleep with everyone in the world. You know what I mean? To, to get anywhere. What's the point of that? How are you going to go to bed at night living with that kind of conscience? Well, you know, there's a great Bible quote that says, what is to gain the whole world and lose your own soul? So, you know, yeah. per, you know, perhaps that goes into it. You know, another thing that you're really involved with that I think is uh, great to touch on is uh, First Amendment. Uh, 100%. I, 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 you know, applaud that. And, uh, you know, do you, you get a lot of flack, you know, I mean, especially, you know, the I guess the Hollywood bubble or, you know, the acting bubble. I don't know how to, you want me to say that, but do those guys, are they like, oh my gosh, Mindy, I can't believe that you have a firearm and you advocate that. What kind of monster are you? That kind of stuff. I know. I'm like, such a monster. Like they're literally everywhere. Like, you know, it's <laughs> right. just, that's how, that's how I protect myself. And, and how can I make money in a movie, shooting guns, acting a hero, and then turn around and be like, guns are bad. Cause you know, like Matt Damon does and stuff. I like douchebag. That's like next level. You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a staunch first and second amendment supporter. They kind of go together. The second one protects the first. And, and I think the left has created this idea of hate speech. If it's mean and it hurts someone's feelings, it, should, it shouldn't be allowed. Mm, no, that's not how it works. There are things that the first amendment doesn't cover. It doesn't cover a credible threat of violence. It doesn't cover slander. You can't just lie on someone if they can prove it. You know, there are things it doesn't cover. But I'm allowed to say whatever mean shit I want. Unless it's harassment. If you are on notice, you do not contact this person, there's an order, then that's different. But for the most part, I should be allowed to say whatever I want. I have to, there might be repercussions for what I say, but that's on me. No one should be compelling me not to say something or to say something. I don't want to use they, I'm not using a plural pronoun. I don't care. You want to be male or female, pick one or the other. I will try to remember. I will try to guess. I'm not using Z, Zay, or I'm not doing it. My life doesn't need to change to accommodate for other people. That's the other part with free speech. I want to forget. I love that. I want to make a correction. I didn't mean Second Amendment. So before people watch this video, they get all over me for confusing them. I, that was just a, a faux pas. I do yeah, understand I the difference. Both, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Hey, you got my back on that. That's great. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. You know. Um, so you, I guess, touring the country and things like this, and you know, when you meet these, uh, you know, conservatives around the country, are they as evil and awful as you know the people on the left coast would like to believe? 
No, it's actually a breath of fresh air. Uh, you know, just the way my life is, I, I travel a lot. I do lots of things. Um, and, and I've seen, it's funny, like, I'll get to this small, beautiful, quaint town. And the first thing they do is apologize. We're sorry, we don't have much. We don't have anything big, fancy. I'm like, you guys have no idea. Like, this is way better than some douchebag restaurant where someone's just going to be like, so what do you do for, like, they don't understand, I think, a lot of America, that what they have is already great. I mean, they're constantly being talked down to. You know, the rednecks are hicks. We're deplorables. We're the most fun, most, we're the best people in America, honestly. I mean, they're good people 100%. everywhere. But there's nothing quite like, you know, a campsite, you know, in the South or, you know, like there's so much, there's so many good people across America. And, and I feel like no one's really speaking for them at all. Not even, their, not their own politicians. You know, they keep getting outvoted, voter fraud, voter integrity is kind of a huge problem. So that there's people in office that aren't speaking for the people they're supposed to be representing. It, it, it's, it's something, you know, I, I don't even know how we're going to fix it at this point. Or we have to fix voter fraud. I, well, I, I know, I think national voter ID is a great first step. I hope we get that in place. I mean, to me, that seems pretty, you know. I don't know, common sense. You'd want to know that your people are actually people voting. You know, that seems. Unless you're winning, you know, how can Republicans want to clean up the voter system from fraud and make it better? Your Democrats don't. It's weird. It's almost like they've been benefiting from it for like 20 years. So. Almost like there's a scheme behind it. Like it's planned out. Almost. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. So I think, you know, as far as, you know, I guess I would say, you know, a lot of the conservative movement has been. I, well, actually, you know, for several years prior to Trump, you mentioned, you know, people getting, you know, interested in politics for the first time and things like that. Now stuffy old men you know and stuff like you know these pundits yeah so i'm seeing a breath of fresh air you know with uh people like you and i don't like right-wing identity politics but i it is nice and refreshing to see um you know uh you know like i said people that you know don't fit that stereotype necessarily getting involved if you were to you know talk to somebody like that you know and say hey you know what you should be getting involved in politics and they said well i don't know if i can do it i'm kind of intimidated because you know i'm on i'm in california and i should do it what would you tell them Kind of a long question there, so I hope I didn't it get too is. much there. You know, I think, you know, not every person needs to be in politics, but I think everyone should have issues that appeal to them that are important that they stand behind. You know what I mean? Like, if your thing is, you know what I mean? It could be anything. Like, voter integrity. If your thing is the second man, if you have one thing that you like and you're passionate about, get into that the most. Other things will follow because they do lead to it. You know what I mean? Not, if politics aren't for everyone. Some people just don't care. And, you know, when we're growing up, people are like, everyone should vote. And I'm at this point, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, everyone should not vote. If you're lazy and you're not going to study these issues, then don't vote. If you're just going to go down the line and guess and not read or just vote Republican even and just vote Democrat, then don't vote. I only want informed people to vote. Only vote on what you're informed at. And I think that's another huge thing. You know, uh, people... But people always have something they're passionate about. I like to think, you know, whether it's there's if something they're passionate about, they should go out and find something they're passionate about to oh, enjoy. There's the so life. much wrong with California. I'm like, how, I'm trying to time thinking of something that's not negative. Like the whole idea you can give someone AIDS on purpose and it's a misdemeanor. Someone should be passionate about that and fighting for it because now you've weaponized, you know, a disease. An or the disease. outdoor toilet that, uh, has, is also known as San Francisco. That's an issue. Okay. Yeah, I, I do think that you know sanitation should be a public health issue. I don't know. I mean, just just call me crazy. 
But, you know, what I don't get about the whole California thing, you know, you see this California exodus. There a, lot, a lot of people are leaving California due to the taxation and things like this. And they're going to states like, you know, Colorado, Idaho, yeah. things. Like that. Yeah. But the problem is they're taking their liberal policies and voting the same way in those states. I used to, I used to say that and I used to think that. I really okay. did. I, I live, you know, I live everywhere. But technically, I'm a Nevada resident. I'm registered in Nevada for gun and tax purposes. And I spend, if anything, more time there than anywhere. So... I'm a Nevada resident, and I remember just jogging through my and I saw Trump signs. Everyone was so Trump. And I mean, it's a pro-gun, pro-business, not a, you know, it's a tax-friendly state. It's a red state. You know what I mean? There's some socially liberal things, but it's a red state. And then both then and in the midterms, it just goes blue. And I used to think, God, these people are moving here, and then they're voting blue. And I don't think they are. I think it's all voter integrity issues. Uh, I just did an episode on my show from this this woman, uh, Megan Barth, she's worked overtime and she's uncovered provable voter fraud in Nevada. And I think if we did what she did to every state, we would see that too. You don't need ID to vote in Nevada. You just need that sample ballot. And there's 3000 missing in her county alone that no one can account for. You've got people that are 118, 117 year old showing up to showing up to the polls to vote. She had people in the same asylums that somehow made it to the polls to vote. We have a voter integrity problem. You see these bullshit laws and you're like, who could vote these in? No one is voting them in. They're cheating. The voter harvesting in California, they are literally knocking on doors. And if you vote Democrat, I'll take your vote right now. And God knows what they do, you know, what they change once they have that. You know, it's, it's, and that's how they win. And they keep doing laws like that. Jerry Brown passed that. We didn't know. We didn't have conservatives going door to door saying, hey, if you vote Republican, if they want to play that way, you know what I mean? And, and so and we cannot fix our country until we fix our voting system. It's, I mean, it might as well be like middle school prom at this point. The, the clapometer, like there's no integrity to it at all. Well, somebody we said- uh, fix, We cannot fix our country until we fix that. Get IDs, they're I'm, not racist. I just want to tell people to shut up. Everybody like, they're racist. They're not. No one's walking no. around with an ID that isn't on the lam and living under a bridge, sorry. Well, um, I had somebody say something really funny to me that I think you might get a kick out of. And it's, you know, I definitely don't want to pass away before the next election, because if I die, then everybody that dies votes Democrat. Pretty much. Weird how that happens, right? Yeah, I'm the automatic Democrat. I don't know. Maybe Bernie Sanders is great with the uh, the great beyond crowd. I don't know. But uh, it's just totally true. Uh, you know, voter fraud is just ripe and out of control. And in my opinion, I don't think Republicans fight hard enough like so many other things. They don't fight hard enough. There's an old saying that says that Democrats go to Washington to win. Republicans go to Washington to work with Democrats. Well, what do you think about it? If what we need to do is vote to fix the problem on voting, how the hell are we supposed to? It's circular. How do we fix that? You know, something major needs to happen. And I think a lot of conservative Republicans do what you do. They're like, oh, I guess people just voted done. I don't think anyone's voting for these things. I, I, I don't. I, I think this is a, a corrupt system. And, you know, I don't think Trump was supposed to win. I think they, they rigged that, too. And they miscalculated how much they needed to cheat by. You know I think what I mean? They, they created a whole slew of secret I couldn't wear my hat. I couldn't put my bumper sticker on my car because someone was going to key it. You created a whole, a whole mass of secret Trump supporters that just hated Hillary that much more. And they, they, they misjudged how much they needed to cheat by. And I think that's why she was really surprised that night. <laughs> she had fireworks. It's still my favorite. Part. I think she looked over and said, well, who didn't cheat enough to win this? That's, that's exactly, exactly what I think happened. And I think conservatives are in denial because we 
maybe we're sounds awful, but maybe we're just a little bit morally better. We do tend to be Christian or Jewish, and there's that guilt there. I can't cheat. I can't do that. It's not right. You know, but in their heads, it's okay to cheat because we're doing something. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with intolerance. Like, they're like, to them, it's okay to be intolerant toward us because they're, you know what I mean? We're evil. We're Nazis or whatever they come up with that day. We, we don't do it back to them. You know, when someone's like, oh, you're, you voted for Trump, they hate me. When I find out, oh, you voted for Hillary, I just think, oh, they're dumb. Like, I don't hate that person. I'm like, oh, you fell for that. Okay. You know, so there's, there's, it's, we're not playing on the same level. And I think conservatives have to understand they're not playing fair. They're not playing right. And we can call them out and, and just shuffle to our jobs like we always do. But, you know, that's the other thing. We have jobs. We can't just protest everything like they do. No, it's 100% true. And they have absolutely zero sense of humor. I mean, that's the reason that the left can't meme is How because. How can you be offended all the time and have a sense it? of humor? What kind of right. jokes are you telling? Right. That's when you have these comics like uh, Jerry Seinfeld saying that he doesn't want to go to college campuses anymore because he can't tell a joke, and he's pretty vanilla in his humor. Yeah, he is. And, but they would hate his show. If they saw Seinfeld, they'd go nuts. They'd lose their mind. And I'll well, do you remember when Friends was on Netflix about uh, five, six months ago? They got outraged because some of the jokes on Friends from the 90s. Outrageous. I can't imagine living life that miserable. I really can't. I can't, they must wake up just trying to find something wrong with stuff every day. That is, and I think they do because, you know, they don't want to work on themselves. And it's easier to call someone else racist than to deal with the fact that you do racist stuff all the time because they do. You know, it's just condescending racism. It's a different type of racism. And as a conservative, racism is usually some redneck 80-year-old in the mountains who don't like your type. But he's not bothering anyone. No one has to deal with this guy ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have any power, but you have people in power that have this condescending racism where they have to lower the bar for minorities, lower the bar for women to help them get ahead. And I think it's insulting. As a woman, I don't want that. If I can't cut it as a fireman, I shouldn't be a fireman. Don't lower the bar so I can kill people. You know, it's a different kind of racism and sexism, and they don't even see it. They think they're helping the world, and they're really just hiding and masking their own insecurities and suckness, basically. No, I, I completely agree. Um, my biggest example that I, I you know, just pointed out a lot is you have these third wave feminists uh, cheering on these tr- uh, trans um, athletes that are literally ragged. I just did a segment girls. on that. Yes, it's the end of women's competitive sports. Why don't you just, you know, I say you either create a third category where trans can beat the hell out of each other. It's probably be like someone looks like Terry Crews in a dress, you know, like clotheslining someone that's 100 pounds. Fine. That's what they want. They can have it biological male and female sports should be separate, especially if you get to the combatants. No one wants to see a girl that used to be a guy punch another girl in the face. It's just wrong. For, it is. It's wrong on so many levels. And no guy really wants to punch another guy that was a girl in the face. Like, to him, it's still wrong inside. And we're not physically equal. We never are going, like, you know what I mean? In order for me to be as strong as a guy my size, I've got to put in more work. That's just hormones, body. And I may still not be as strong, so no matter how much I work. You know, and I think women are like, what equality? We're not equal. We never have been. It's just different, right? If me, then just have co-ed everything and then see how awful women are at uh, athletics. Right. I mean, what's the nth degree to that? Do we go back to what it was like in UFC 1 where there was no weight classes, no anything? Everyone just gets in there and Thunderdome styles it out and then that's equality? Yeah, apparently. Uh, I'd watch that, but it doesn't make it fair. You know what I mean? And- oh, no, I would definitely watch it 100%. <laughs> definitely watch co-ed transgender uh football i would watch that i, I just want to see the uniforms honestly but no uh 
Even it's true. And, and I think they're trying like so hard to be woke. They're trying so hard to be woke. Like, you don't understand. You just took a scholarship from a woman. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it just blows my mind. And, and I don't know where it's supposed to end. It's ridiculous. I, I think the whole transgender thing is, is I don't mind playing along a little bit. We all don't mind playing like, oh, okay. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a woman now. We'll play along. We do try to be nice. Most, most people are good. The minute that they're like, no, I want to go in your locker room. And I'm like, but dude, you, you have a beard. You're not even trying. You know what I mean? But why aren't we allowed to call it out when it's really just a, a guy in a wig? Like, that, no, you sound mad that GameStop, ma'am, gut. Like, that's crazy. You mean, yeah, the guy is like, it's ma'am. It was outrageous. It's ma'am. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You proved me wrong. You know, I mean, I, one of, the only time I got banned on Twitter, the only time was when I, I, I dead named that traitor Bradley Manning, Chelsea Manning, whatever. I, all I said was like, shouldn't you still be in a men's prison? That's a fact. That is true. You know, she, no, I, I, she's I said on that Twitter example. burning a police flag saying, fuck the police. I say, shouldn't you still be in a men's prison? I get the ban. Tell me that that's not fair. Like, that's ridiculous. We live in a world where I can't point out a man was a man. And he was. Like, there's nothing I can do about that. You can't say the name someone had when they're born. Imagine if, like, you said, you know, a woman's wrong last name. Like, that's my ex. And she just freaks out and sues you. Like, it's stupid. They're words. People really need to toughen the hell up. No, and that's exactly it. I mean, you know, emotionally and everything. I mean, look at, you know, uh, what they called, you know, the Battle of Berkeley and all this kind of stuff. I mean, they have lost their minds in Berkeley, California. Did they ever have it? <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, you see that campus to campus, you know, and... uh I don't know. I, I just don't see what's your opinion. Do you think it's going to get better or worse? How, and how do you think the youth vote like that, the millennial vote specifically in 2020, you know? You know, I, in many ways, lucked out. I, I, uh, I did not go to college. I noticed a lot of time off, you know. Um, I went to college. I graduated, I want to say, at 26. So I'm an adult. You know, I was living alone and, and working my way through college with no scholarships because that's how it works in America. You know, you know, I had good grades and all. And I was older and I was lucky enough that my first two years, uh, I went to junior college to save money, uh, that my professor was an ex Marine Colonel. He's actually a Republican, like Congressman somewhere. Like he gave me history without giving me the bullshit. And I come like, wow, this, that's what got me started in history. So then I go to Cal state San Bernardino and I just saw this like weird indoctrination and I'm already older and I don't want to hang out with a bunch of kids. So I'm hanging out with like the Marines and stuff on their GI bill and stuff. So I'm hanging out with an older crowd. And I'll never forget. Like I'd hear things and I'm like, huh? Like I would just hear things are wrong. So for one instance, one of my major, my major teachers, she's always, she's Hispanic and she always like, everyone's racist, blah, blah, blah. Everything's racist. Why people have it easy? Like, I'm like, shut up woman. Like I'm paying you for this class. And she, she goes on and on this. And I raise my hand. I'm like, Hey, I don't know if you remember this, but on the first day of class when I showed up, you looked at your name roster, looked at me, and said, you must be Tiffany. Call me crazy. That sounds a little racist. Because that's not sounds the name. Like a, you know a little racialization, I mean? sounds like. Yeah. So, so I feel like people like that, she's the typical liberal leftist where she's screaming things at people that she's actually guilty of to hide it. You know what I mean? I, I can't be racist. I'm fighting against racism every day. No, woman, you are racist. <laughs> you are more racist than anyone in this room right now. Like, you know, and I saw this indoctrination. I was forced to take classes about indoctrination. They're called common core classes, whatever. It's one of those big things. I remember the first day they're like, 
white people are evil. They owe reparations for slavery, all this stuff. And I'm like, no one can be racist toward white people. I'm like, this is the first day. And I'm like, uh, you want to tell me people have never been racist to me? Like, like three times a day. I just don't care. Like, well, you're not, you know, they need to be in a position of power for it to be real racism. Like, so you want me to walk around Compton and see what happens? Like, what is it? Well, no, because like, so I'm just arguing. I got up, walked out, never went back. I went back, took the test, got a C. It's my only C in all my, my college thing. But that's what they're trying to do. Now, imagine if I'm 18, I'm 19, and I hear this. I'm a lot more impressionable. And that's what they're doing. You're getting people with gender study degrees that can't get jobs. What do they do? They go into teaching. They create other bullshit courses like the one I was forced to take and had to pay for. You know, so this is huge. We need to purge a system. Get rid of tenure. Get rid of teachers. And it starts from the beginning now. It starts in elementary school. Purge our education system. Absolutely, we need to do that from these teachers that aren't working, that are being weird, that are, you know, study the Quran. Get out of here. You come home, you tell my kid to study the Quran. Get out of here. You know, just there, there's something wrong and we need to clean house. And, and I think that's why they're, the millennial voters vote liberal. But I also think they're wising up real quick. As soon as they get out there and they can't get a job with that degree, they can only go one or either way. They, they become deeper into liberalism or they grow up. I mean, that's what conservatives are a lot of us were liberals that grew up then let's uh touch on you know kind of where that would lead to nth degree and i think that we're seeing it right now with alexandria cortez i mean her she has said some very outlandish things and i'm not i don't i don't think she's a Rhodes scholar by any stretch of the imagination and honestly if you look at it this green new deal she's the new she's a brand new congressperson and she's the now the shining star of the democratic party so what do you think about her and what do you think about her policies well she's basically a turd rolled in glitter you know what I mean? I think the Democrats were happy to have someone that wasn't a thunder beast. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't 300 pounds and green hair. They were like, oh, she's cute. We'll use her. She's got energy. But she's not educated at all. Detrimental, I must say. So I think people, like, they were laughing. Like, even conservatives, like, oh, she says stupid stuff. She's fun to follow. But now she's at a point where she's trying to enact policies. You're like, this is impossible. Like, you can't possibly believe it. You're reading it, and it looks like something... You know, it's like an English essay from 10th grade, like even the grammar, like, what do you mean? This is vague. This is weird. This is impossible. And then, you know, losing the 25,000 jobs that would have been good paying, at least $15 an hour. And she doesn't care. You look capitalism. I think her cuteness has worn off real quick. And I think you're going to see people start turning on her. I, I predict that they'll, they'll kind of have to because she's not going to get better. And so she's either going to shut up and have a lot of assistance and people do stuff for her and be kind of a face but she she can't talk or she's just going to go downhill fast and they're just going to cut losses and try to focus on something else it's going to be hard i mean she shouldn't be the shining star that's sad that's real sad actually it is super sad i'll tell you what also sad is how you know these liberals i mean they they all talk about you know they can't get jobs or degrees and yet you know they want to support these politicians that hate Small business. Um, a great small business that I can think of is Carla de Assisi owns a fashion brand, for instance, that's very MAGA, very conservative. It's Cole 1972. It's a great fashion brand, very well made, very conservative. And, you know, these liberals already are trying to organize boycotts and trying things like this. Trying I hope to they do, because every time they boycott something, it does well. It's almost as if things that only conservatives boycott actually suffer. Isn't that weird? You know what, though? That's very interesting because conservatives uh you know they hold the whole thing you know conservatives shouldn't boycott and all this well they, you know, they hate liberal hollywood and all this but yet they still subscribe you know to netflix they still go to these movies i honestly think that conservatives should have a little bit of backbone and, and vote with their dollar and i think they should stop supporting some of these people that do that what's your thoughts on that i think 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, you look at the liberal mouthpieces that Hollywood has supported, and you see that they're not really doing... Amy Schumer's special sucks so bad that it was like, ugh, like, make, people make fun of that. But she'll get another job because liberals are in power and they'll keep doing that job. But that's a sign right there. You know, when Jennifer Lawrence's movies bomb or, you know, all that stuff, when someone has a movie that comes out and it doesn't do well, that's a sign that America has spoken. Now, don't expect Hollywood to be like, oh, God, we're losing money in ticket sales. They're not going to come out. They are, though. I will tell you. They don't. Their formula of slap an A-lister on a movie, put a bunch of money on it, have it be, you know what I mean? Used to make money no matter what. Then they, they weren't making money. Then they're like, oh, my God, they're panicking. Then they did reboots. Everything was a reboot. Ghostbusters, all that stuff. Or a sequel. Or a Marvel film. Like, they were panicking because they couldn't just make a movie and have it do well anymore by doing the whole formula. So they were already floundering from that. America has spoken. They're, you know, people, they, there's a bad movie. They're going to go on Rotten Tomatoes and be like, oh, it sucks. Well, I'm not going to watch it. Or I'll watch it for free on an airplane or something else. We'll find it some other way. They're not going to spend their money. And that's happened already. I mean, people don't talk about it. I'm but Hollywood's it. floundering in ways you have no idea. And I think it's kind of fun. I do independent film. What do I care? Like, I think it's absolutely sure. hysterical. I'm just amazed by how much money they're willing to lose, considering, you know, I always thought that Hollywood just worship money. I mean, but they're willing to other people's money they're willing to use? Yeah, they'll lose that all day, every day. They have no problem with that. Well, you know, like you said, uh, slap an A-lister on something, you know. Uh, you know, like this new uh, Will Smith Aladdin thing. I thought it was pretty hilarious that... I, well, did you, when the uh, trailer came out and the audience were like, they thought that the genie was not not just not humorous, that he was scary and frightened children. <laughs> well, he was terrifying. He was like a mean smirch. Like, it was weird. I love Will Smith. He's a nice guy, but it's creepy. You know, maybe it'll grow on people. I don't know. But you understand there's a boardroom of people that made that decision. Like, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. Like, yeah. That's what happens when you don't have different True. opinions in a room. It's an True. echo chamber and you get dumb shit like that. Right. Do you remember two days ago, whenever that new director, his name escapes me, uh, that he was talking about how he's going to bring back Ghostbusters. And his quote was, I'm going to put the franchise back in the hands of the fans. And he said he was going to have a male cast and it was going to be a true sequel to the original Ghostbusters, like in that timeline. And so now they're going to boycott the movie because it's not, I guess, diverse enough. But the original Ghostbusters well, it had a black character, you know, uh, and so, uh, at what end do we yeah, have like a to... a black character, had a Jewish character, had an overweight right. character, and then a balding character. Sounded pretty well-rounded to me, especially... It sounded pretty well-rounded. I mean, it's a classic. It's super funny. You can watch it today. It's still funny. But the thing is, it goes back into the left has absolutely no sense of humor. I mean, none. None. You can't. How You can't have a sense of humor. And yeah, I think... I don't know if you've noticed this, because I, I watch a lot of Netflix and stuff. Uh, there's only, I love watching comedy, you know, people's comedy specials late at night. And I feel like so many of them now... They have to throw in this anti-Trump tirade to get their deal or something. And it's just this awkward, like, they go anti-Trump, anti-Trump supporter. And it's not funny. Like, I'm like, part of me wants to get out, you know, go back and do some stand-up and be like, I'll make fun of myself and be funnier than whatever you guys are trying to do. Trump supporters, huh. <laughs> orange man bad. Ah, it's funny. Yeah, Like, they have no sense of humor. It's, it's absolutely hysterical. Do you know who's uh, – uh, sorry, I, I said HBO, but I meant Netflix special was really good and also I think maintains a really well-rounded view is the Joe Rogan. I mean Joe Rogan uh, podcast and his, uh, his stand-up special. I can't – the name the – name, I can't think of it. But uh, I think that he does a really good job, and I'm really surprised sometimes how he's kind of able to escape the – I guess the ire of the left, except for the one we had Jack Dorsey on the other day, and he had – he didn't ask him the tough questions, so – 
I don't know. So that goes back into like the censorship. You yourself, uh, there's issues with Facebook. So what happened? I'm not exactly sure what happened with Facebook and what caused that. Uh, I've been, I think I'm on my sixth Facebook ban. Uh, this last time, uh, we have that racist Congresswoman Eliad Omar, the anti-Semite. And there was an article I saw on Twitter that said, we just, that Jews just need to, to accept her or stand by her and her remarks. And I'm like, <laughs> how about no? Hashtag fuck that anti-Semite. Now it's a hashtag. And you are allowed to say the F word on Facebook. But I got banned for hate speech for speaking out against anti-Semitism. Even though she mm-hmm. was endorsed by Louis Farrakhan, mm-hmm. who has called for the destruction of Israel and basically the eradication of Jews. Like next month here. Yeah, I, that's what I got banned for. I've also got banned for critiquing Sharia law. That was the last one. I dared to say that it wasn't a good deal for women across the, the ocean. I spoke out against Antifa. I spoke out, I can't even remember my, once I wrote Just Saying, I'm still not even sure how I pissed off Facebook. I wrote Just Saying. I remember like, I got a ban. It was like for a day. So I was like, what? Ever. Like, this is the bizarreness. And then of course, the time Breitbart stepped in, uh, a liberal sent me like gross sexual hate mail. And I posted it. May I posted it so my followers would harass him and get him to stop because I actually blocked him and Facebook was still allowing him to send me messages anyway. Like I could tell it was him because his picture wasn't there, but I could see the old message. He was just sending him, sending him. So I'm like, fine, I'll do this and I'll let the garbage take itself out. And they, they harassed him pretty good as they should. And, and I got banned and, and Facebook had to apologize for that when they're like, I'm like, you're supposed to be about women's rights. And I'm, you give me no option to, to be safe or block this guy. And then you get mad when I call him out. No, 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 no. So Breitbart stepped in and got it back that time. And I was kind of safe for a while, but none of us are safe. We're all going to get the platform. Look at what they did to Laura Loomer. Look at what they do to Roger Stone. We can't even have like bank accounts at this point. Like it's just crazy. It is crazy. And it's amazing that, you know, this is, this is truly America in 2019 with a, you know, Republican MAGA president. And we're still facing this. Um, this is all just, in my opinion, backlash that they wish they won that election so bad. So how bad do you think they're going to cheat in this next election? Uh, absolutely. I think it's going to be unparalleled. Uh, because if they don't, we'll find a way to fix it. And they can't allow that to happen. So they're definitely, definitely going to cheat. And we only have, I mean, I was talking about we needed to fix it for the midterms. We didn't. And look what happened in the midterms. Look what happened. So uh, I, I, we need to get ID. We need to get voter ID. And the, the, fuck, the fucked up part is we have to vote for that probably have to vote for that on a statewide level in a corrupt voting system. So the only thing we can do as everyone needs to vote, not just conservatives, uh, moderates, classic liberals, everyone needs to get out there, vote for voter ID. That's pretty much the only way that we're going to be able to safe keep our our vote. Otherwise, we're going to have these out of control California laws that we make fun of. They're going to be everywhere. And I should be everywhere. That's the next step. No, I support that. I think everyone that's legal that's uh that you don't need a Ouija. look at what they're pushing for they want heroin addicts to shoot up for free in a safe place like i care i don't even have health insurance working class people don't have health insurance think so obama but i'm glad heroin addicts are gonna be super safe you know with their doctor you know that's wiener that's the same guy that did the uh give someone aids and it's okay uh wiener's also pushing for a law where if there's less than a 10-year age difference that person doesn't have to register as a sex offender for molesting a child Tell me how he's... Is that real? I don't, I don't, is that real? That is real. So if you're 18 and you molest an eight-year-old, you don't have to register as a sex offender. Oh, my goodness. I hadn't oh heard that goodness. one yet. Right. It's almost like he's protecting uh-huh. his pedophile friends in San Francisco. 
But this is oh, when you laugh, oh, this is never oh, gonna happen. Like they huh? pass the AIDS thing. They pass to give someone AIDS on purpose. I can get a needle full of AIDS and stab someone in the neck and get a misdemeanor. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? It's it, it just absolutely insane. Um, and but we're gonna have those laws everywhere because of voter harvesting in California. They're gonna they, it works so well. They're gonna do it in other states. And people are like, well, people in California are moving out and voting blue. They're not. They're cheating, and and they're gonna continue to cheat. And we need to show up in droves. We need to demand. Before, before anything else, before this, before we fight for the Second Amendment, before we fight for any other rights, we need to fix our voting integrity because it's garbage. You, know, you might as well put it on a piece of paper and throw it out. It, it's so bad at this point. And it gets buried in the media, but it's bad. It's bad in every state. And we're not going to get anywhere as a country until we fix it. It's absolutely the number one thing we need to fix. It sounds like not that important, but it's the most important thing. Because no, it's ultimately... Point when we won't be able to fix it where everything's so rigged nothing we can do i love it well many we're running out of time today but uh you know is there anything final you want to leave us with and also if people want to see your show let's go ahead and remind them of that and where they can find you on social media since apparently you're being you know ran off because you're such a public yeah, right since, um, since you're such a public where can we find you so the Facebook is the fun page. That's where I normally I'd be interactive. Right now we have the admins running it and stuff like that. But you can obviously still interact with everyone on there. Uh, that's use Mindy Robbins. You'll see my face with the flag and stuff like that. Red, white, and fu unapologetically patriotic is the show because we're always going to be deplatformed. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on everything I can think of uh, just to get it out there in case it disappears from one thing or the other. I'm on Twitter and I'm on I'm on Instagram at iheartmindy. Uh, and, and, and everyone's free if they have tips, if there's a story that they don't feel like is getting highlighted, that's local, anything. Uh, they're always free to email me at AmericanAFMindy at Yahoo. So. Absolutely. Definitely check her out. Check out the show. And as always, you can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at New Right Network. One word, at New Right Network. And visit our website, www.NewRightNetwork.com. Everybody, have a great evening. And again, last time, Mindy, thank you for joining us and look forward to it again. Thank you. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.